1: It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Baros Pompey, round well goes down, penalty to pass with an Old Trafford. Baros tripped by Thomas Kusak, who sent off. Montari do the job.
2: He steps up, left-footed, scores Get for Pompey. It. They lead an Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag
1: stays down, Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face a goal, Marquez. Marquise, he's won it, 96 minutes on the clock.
2: Portsmouth are heading back to Wembley.
1: This is Three Lads in the Pub.
2: Welcome along then to three lads in the pub this week. We are at the British Queen for episode 15. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're in the little side room with the fireplace on. We've got a little crowd here. Well, we've got one one fan in the stand. Brendan has joined us for the evening. Uh, but joining me, myself, Liam Howes, we've got the Viking, Ryan Stilwell and Jeff Harris. And we've all got a stride in our step. But we'll come back to that in a second. Beer, what have we gone for,
1: Jeff? i want a tiger tonight.
2: Yeah? You feeling? Uh, feeling... I was going to say raunchy, but that's probably not the right word, is it? Haunchy. I thought he was going to say,
1: "Was I on a high after my faux pas on social media?" Earlier?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we won't mention that. Liam Kinsella's <laughs> lager raunchy. I don't know what. The... <laughs> oh,
1: did you see, hold on? Did you see how he turned his nose up? Uh, known known nose up at that IPA on Saturday.
3: Oh, absolutely! Jesus yeah. Christ!
2: Yeah, you know, it was just
1: like.
3: Right,
2: should we talk about that quickly? He <laughs> had one sip. One sip. No, Jeff. I'm gonna say this, and I've said it, and I, you know, appreciate the uh, the recommendation. I'm not, a, I'm not an ale or a beer drinker. I thought I'd try something different, but I probably would have enjoyed drinking my bath water more than what than what you recommended me. But
1: was it uh, a own. grape
3: cider you tried? East yeah. their own. It
1: was a, it was a grapefruit IPA.
3: Oh great, yeah, grape IPA. Sorry, yeah.
2: I
1: mean, let's
3: be honest, Ryan. And his face. You you said it, it was it was. It wasn't ideal I personally wouldn't drink it It was like
1: It was like someone took a dump in a bin (laughs)
3: Bastards (laughs) Right what have you got for? I've got a spitfire Oh okay Uh, Very raunchy by your standards (laughs) (laughs) Right we're a minute and 40
2: seconds in I'm being bullied already Brilliant uh, I what I've done What have I gone for Brendan got me A pineapple and raspberry Old Mount Cider Which is right up my street Not pond water Sounded good uh, Tasting good as well uh, But yeah Good week Jeff. Really good week
1: Really good week um, I had us down As a Draw against Oxford I believe and, and to come away With that You know Tremendous win uh, The whole team Were at it It was a It was a really good Team performance, the best performance I think this season. I think everyone can agree on that. A rocket by Hayden Carter. Sorry, I, I no, know. sorry,
2: no. My, <laughs> my phone pinged there, uh, but yeah. no. What, what yeah, a what yeah, a You know,
1: you know I, I just love it when everyone's go shoot uh-huh. and it just flies into the back of the net. And you, you know, I've got this thing against Oxford. I've all I, I said it in the previous episode. It, just Oxford wind the shit out of me and to see Carl Robinson time wasting thinking he's a basketball player rolling the ball around his body delaying a throw in and then, you know all the time wasting delays and all that that soon went out the window when they were 3-1 down you know and you know dinner of the week early contender to the Oxford fan lit a flare or, or a smoke bomb off at 3, three, minutes. three, three minutes in
3: it, it, you know can we talk about how after the game they kept on going oh well done on winning your cup final but you brought us flair into the game.
1: So going back to the Oxford game, I think they were giving it Billy really big balls up at their place. We had 10 men and we were winning 2-1 with 10 minutes to go and they scored two you know spectacular goals to, to, to snatch a 3-2 win up there. Looking back at the performance on Tuesday, I reckon if, if Morel never got sent off, I reckon we would turn them over at their place. Um, and... I, I mentioned on social media the other day, there's always one team that make a late surge into the playoffs now all the way through the season I've I've not hidden from this I've said probably eighth I'm going all in now we're going to get that sixth spot <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm doubling down I'm putting all my chips in we we potentially could be that team who make a late surge now and and get that sixth spot I really do believe that you know, I was chatting to Brendan and Tom in the Victory Lounge the other day, and Tom was Tom was really pressing me and going, "Do you really think we still get eight I was like, "Well, that depends on tonight, won't it?" So I think we'll get a draw. And Tom go, "Tom's going, I think we'll get a win." He goes, "I'm going to text you if we win." There's,
2: de- there's definitely been a turning point, but you know, t- turning the tide. It almost feels that you know, hold on, <laughs> this this could happen. But I'm still a bit optimistic. Oh, or sorry, sorry, pessimistic <laughs> Pessimistic, yes <laughs> Optimistic <and laughs> But you,
3: you believe Jeff
1: Yeah uh, I, I The next two games And our games in hand Are are the big game Yeah, yeah. Going up against crew, We win that That's one game in hand On Tuesday We win that We close that seven point gap down To, to four points We go to Ipswich. You get a point there You know Or ideally three points that's, that's another team that is around us we've got to take points off those teams if we can take three points off them we're leapfogging them and the momentum is up and then all of a sudden you know Carl Robertson coming out going oh look yeah we're 11 points clear of them that 11 point gap starts dwindling down we start getting the momentum and on something has clicked in that dressing room whether that's whether that's the likes of Aiden O'Brien coming in and starting, he was loving it out there on Saturday. I think it was about 53 minutes we had a corner. And and it, it, I, I can't remember who done the bit of skill to get the corner, but he was dancing in the 18-yard box going, yeah, like, really loving it. I thought, you know what? That's the type of player we want. He, he, he's playing for a contract in the summer. We'd be stupid not to offer him a contract. Now, he... All the cards are in his hands. He's, he's going to tell us, look, I've had a good end to the season. I think I, his agent's going to go, oh, I think he's worth this. The club are going to go, OK, we think he's worth that. Look, get him signed up. Uh, you know, the guy's a warrior. You saw him on Tuesday night. He collapsed on the floor afterwards. He had nothing left.
2: I've just I'm, You've just reminded me of, he put a tweet out saying... Uh, what a day of football that was at Fratton with the voice Fratton Park was bouncing Joe McColchick who's got an opinion or two we know Joe he replied to him and I, I, I was shaking my head. I was nodding he says hey Aidan just sign for Pompey as long as they offer you get us we get you you're the best striker we've had since Crouch and Defoe you bring out the best in other players Sunderland fans as we've learned from facing them for a couple of years don't have a clue absolutely quality and the bit what I point out from there is you get us we get you and that's exactly, exactly the player we want the way he did not stop running for that fourth goal I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even look at Tony Cliff when he put it if I was clapping at O'Brien that was brilliant uh, that's, know, what, that, that's the player that we want fourth goal
1: he's, he's run three quarters of the pitch he's taken it to the corner flag to run down the clock and then he just he has that tactical awareness to look up and go I can beat these I can get into the box. What's and that, he just thinks um, it through. And Tunnicliffe, everyone was looking at Tullycliffe running in going, he's got to lay it back. He's got to lay it back. He went, he's laid it back. And he just knew, as, yeah, okay, the keeper could have done better on the fourth one. But as soon as that ball was laid back, it was there on the plate for Tunnicliffe.
2: Remember on Express, Ryan. Right? David told you I used to be on Express FM, Jeff. You have mentioned it, um, <laughs> What was it? I always used to say that I want to see from our players Two words.
1: <laughs> we well, done that last time. Yeah, you done that earlier. last time.
2: It was three words, right. so, I, I, and I said it was three right. words. Then there's three words now. Come on,
3: <laughs> it was essentially grit and determination. Yeah, exactly
2: what I mean, and that is exactly what we see from someone like Aiden O'Brien. Sign him up now. Give him the bloody put the contract on the table you know and what? let him sign it. Right. I'd even
1: go as far. This is how buoyant in a buoyant mood I am about out at the moment. Even George Hurst has won me over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree. Even George I mean, Hurst
1: has run me you over. Gotta be
2: yeah, you got to be happy for him But like For not getting a single career goal You know in, in the in the league And now he's on six For us I mean fair play to him You've got to say it Fair play to him Because I mean I don't, I don't agree with his Weird cup to the hope to the frat At the end of the day But you know what Fair play Just, what, Whatever they're He's whatever proved, they're putting he's proved in the a bl- lot of people aura, wrong. Yeah Proved a lot of people wa- wrong yeah. Including me And I hold my hands up I hold my hands up And say it Um, By the way Go back to what you said About Oxford They're irrelevant This is my Charlie uh, Nicholas moment Um, You've got three stands anyway So you're irrelevant Fuck off
3: Uh, Carry on (laughs) Just to round off The hearth discussion quickly Obviously I've been Critical of him But For the reasons of His performances While he's been here A lot of people Tried to write him off When he first came to the club Because of his record At Rotherham And I thought Something Something didn't sit right With me about his time At Rotherham I knew there was something more than just the numbers so i went back to to when he first signed and everyone's going 31 games without a goal that's absolute rubbish why on earth we signed this guy and thought this doesn't look right to me so I, i did a deep dive or applied a bit more context to 31 games he played without a goal he only started four of them 15 sub appearances which were less than 15 minutes in 12 of those 15 sub-appearances, which he came on for less than 15 minutes, they were already losing. If you combine the overall 31 games he played in and combined all the minutes together, he played seven full games of football. And in those seven full 90 minutes, they were losing for about five and a half of those full 90 minutes. Now, obviously, he got off to a quite an awful start here for one reason or another. Going into December, you'd seen very... At best, glimpses of what he might be able to do, not from a scoring point of view, but literally from a hold-up, bring-players-in point of view. But you need you need to give a player far more time than just bringing him on every time you're 1-0 down with 15 minutes to go. It's not good enough to to develop a player. And Paul Warren actually spoke about this when George Hurst left Rotherham and said, actually, I'd I take half the blame for what's happened here. Hurst has probably not taken some of his chances I've given uh, in terms of when he started games, but I failed George Hurst as a player in terms of I've brought him here to be part of this team and develop him and I failed to do that. I've not given him enough chances. And it's not often a manager actually outright says, I failed a player and, and singles out a player saying he's failed him. So yeah, I, I tried to provide a little bit of, essentially when Denver Hume signed as well, you know, my, my point is always you've got to let players play and judge them on their actions here. The other point in that being is people are going on about John Marquess scoring for Lincoln doesn't matter it does not matter it didn't work here for Marquis and that's the point in our last 7 games we've scored 20 goals in the 27 games previously we scored 30 goals we're only that 20 goals we've scored in 7 games is 5 away from halving our tally for the season which is obscene just Did, deleting that from it, my it notes because he's stolen that. that across <laughs> those 20 goals 10 different goal scorers yeah. stop chatting about a player who's left it doesn't, yeah. The only thing that matters is, did it work here for him? Yes, no. It doesn't matter what he does elsewhere. And right now, George Hurst is in a purple patch, as is half the team apparently. Just to round off what you were saying earlier, I'm, and there is a logical reason for this, but I'm not fully on board yet. And I'll tell you why. First four games of the season, clean sheets in all four, won three of them, stormed to the top of the table. Two wins in 15 followed that. Ten unbeaten followed that. No win in six followed that. Five wins from six now. The six with the three-nil comeback. We've seen how this ends. We are a streaky team. There has been no consistency for Pompey throughout the entire season. It's always been streaks. Wildly positive streak followed by wildly negative streak. Now we're twelve games to go. We're already six unbeaten. And we've scored a hell of a lot of goals in that run. This is Pompey's best. And I agree with Cowley on this. This is Pompey's best performances across a stretch all season. We weren't particularly good at the start of the season. And we weren't always good during the 10 unbeaten. But this 6 right here, right now, is the best we've played across the entire season. With 12 games to go, there are two questions for Pompey. Or two alternatives for Pompey. You've either got to make this an 18-game stretch... ...which is the longest stretch of the season... ...and you've got to make it an 18-game stretch... ...where you claw your way... ...back past Plymouth... ...back past Ipswich... ...back past Sheffield Wednesday... ...back past whoever else to get into the playoffs... ...or... ...this run ends... ...on Tuesday night... ...you go on another five-game stretch... ...but then the the last seven games... ...you lock up every single game as a win... ...basically you, you end this streak now... ...go into another bad patch... ...and end the season with one last final patch... Or you go out, walk the gauntlet of fire, and you make this the longest and the best stretch we've seen all season. And actually, if you include Cowley's 12 games from last season, we had two streaks during then as well. We opened up with four victories and then shot the bed for the final eight.
1: I'm calling we are it now. We're
3: a streaky
1: now. team. I'm calling it now. Last game of the season, it'll be between us and Sheffield Wednesday for sixth spot. It'll right. be a win take all game.
3: I'm sure. So, I'm sure Gav Jones will um, <laughs> note that down. So, I'm, I'm not fully on board yet because we're streaky. However, what I will say is this team deserves immense credit from where they were prior to the prior to the Oxford away game. Going into Oxford, we're all at the Kassam, We're all at that crap bowlplex. We know that we've got this stretch of five games in March against Plymouth. Ipswich, Wickham, Bolton, Rotherham. That is absolute hellfire. But if you'd said to someone, by the way, those games against Plymouth and Ipswich, they're really important games now. You wouldn't have believed them. You wouldn't have believed that going to Portman Road and Home Park in the space of three days, that there's something on the line. Now, this team once again deserves credit, like they did at the back end of 2021, to pull themselves back into relevance the question now is can they go above and beyond whatever they've shown for this one last stretch but for the moment they, de- they deserve a lot of credit for making these games matter because uh, not long ago when Ipswich tickets went on sale I bought my tickets straight away but I thought it doesn't matter as a game it-, it-, it matters now and it's-, it's to the team's credit they're on demand they're injured there are suspensions everywhere but they've powered through
1: I I, I said the other day when the crew game got rearranged that I thought the, the, the crew game could be a good shot of confidence into the into the arm of the team. They don't need this anymore. But what this crew game can do is cement that confidence that they built up over the last two games and 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 give them that reinforcement that if they go out and deliver another solid team performance and and the fear factor of other teams will start looking at Pompey and going, Do you know what? This is a team on the up. So it's a psychological advantage if we can go put three, maybe four past crew. Now, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. Crew crew are fighting for their lives. You know, what we've got to go out is, is not be complacent. The game's gone. Saturday's game is gone now. It's irrelevant to a degree. We've said it before. It doesn't matter what you do. Um... What what you have done in the previous games? If you don't back it up with your following game, we said that against after the Sunderland game, uh, and, and we only got a result, you know, Wickham and everything else. And and we said it doesn't matter what you do, you've got to go out and win again. Tuesday will give this team another another step up on that confidence ladder if we go out and win again and win in a really good team solid performance.
2: Just a note to crew, by the way, the groundsman especially, uh, if you are listening, which I'm sure you are,
1: <laughs> leave the bloody sprinkler off. What are they?
2: Did you see
3: the pitch? I saw of, that on Saturday. Yeah. The
2: pitch was in a worse state from the bloody sprinkler than it was when we play when we w- went to play them the other week. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, should we should we talk about the game yesterday? Which is obviously Saturday or Sunday. Now we're recording this podcast, but it was a good day out, Jeff, wasn't it? I mean. Well, like you said, you did you? You said uh, lose against Accrington, beat that. Uh, sorry, lose against Oxford, beat Accrington, didn't you?
1: Uh, it draw best? Oxford, beat Accrington.
2: That was it. Sorry. Right. So I, I got, don't think anyone expected us to do them four 0
1: No, especially with ten men down. Uh, you know, and I wa- I watched the John Coleman interview this morning, and he said, he said he said you don't have to be particularly good to beat Accrington. He looked a bit pissed off, didn't he? Um. <laughs>
3: Well, they and, were in their dressing but, room for a long time after the game. Yeah. And understandably.
1: Here's the thing. That performance was that good. We'd done it with 10 players. Now. Do I think Did you
3: have to keep reminding yourself We were down to 10 Well uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every goal went in I, I Every goal that went in I was like We are missing a man
2: by the I, way
1: I don't think we would have got that Result With 11 players on the pitch
2: No I agree And sometimes I've said this before and, and Sometimes and, it's harder to play against 10 men isn't And it? here's
1: my thought process behind that It's because Atkinson had the mentality of They're down to 10 We've, We're 1-0 down We've got to push on That, that left gaps In their yeah. defence And in their midfield for us to exploit. Now the case in point with that was O'Brien's goal because you know how he tra- travelled up the pitch. But we had two quality set pieces in at, in in each half. You've got you know, and Ryan Tonercliffe's delivery for those for those set pieces were just. And and i, I, I listened listen to the radio on the way back and talking about. It's a different type of delivery. It's a lot more flat. It's you know it's not a high looping it's hanging up there. It's amazing There's, what
2: happens when you get a decent ball on the box.
1: Well, yeah, John
3: Morrell's delivery <coughs> for the uh, the equaliser against Oxford with a similar it sort of plateaus out at about seven feet, and that's where Sean Raggatt just jumps up loops there that are that fucking it's just, what a do you know what I mean when I say aesthetically pleasing goal yeah. watching that ball just on its narrow arc sail into the top corner and Jack Stevens diving into the oh it's it's such a nice you know, goal to
1: watch George, yeah those those
3: deliveries were George brilliant George
1: head on the front end he, he didn't just place that he powered that <laughs> it, the hole in the front end he heard that ball hit his head the the block, is, and it, as soon as it, you heard it you went that's in
3: That's what you call A thunder cunt Yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ball went Straight down the middle Of the goal And Toby Savin Still got nowhere near yeah, it yeah. Now Toby Savin Is in the middle of the goal yeah. The ball went in the middle Of the goal And he was still Five yards away From getting it yeah. That's how powerful That header was
1: And, I, and I've just remembered Who Aidan O'Brien was, was dancing with When he got the corner It was Louis Thompson Louis Thompson Done that neat bit of skill In the corner Of, of the fattening Southstand and, and you know Aidan O'Brien Was loving it It was like and you just thought, what a what a player to have on the pitch. You know, if he's got Well, you got talk that... of
3: impact players.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's lifted that dressing room. Now, 100%. sometimes he
3: can actually be a little bit anonymous in games. You can go 10, 15 minutes without hearing O'Brien's name. I said this But all Saturday. of a sudden, he something. picks up the ball from the edge of his box, carry it 90 yards, and then go... All this childish bollocks about taking it to the corner flag. Yeah. No, I'm just going to skip past two of you. And I, I said this goal. to the person
2: sat next to me at the game, and I was like, I forgot O'Brien was playing. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just but, enter stage know, left. I don't, yeah. I
1: don't think there was <clears throat> when we signed him. You looked at his stats, and he's a he's a one in four yeah. goal scorer, and everyone will instantly looked at the goal stat and went, "That's not what we need." We need someone who's going to bang the goals in, and I think ninety-nine point nine percent of Pompey fans all all thought that.
2: I think a lot of them were also looking at what Sunderland were saying about him.
1: Yeah, well, Sunderland—they're just bitter, aren't they? Yeah,
2: but like I think I think we're all guilty of it. When we sign a player, if there's negative comments from the opposition, it doesn't fill you with much confidence, and a lot of people click well, like, that. Aidan
3: O'Brien is Sunderland's equivalent to John Marquis. Yeah, we would have told Lincoln fans all about John too, ah, yes, and obviously he's got five and ten now. So and they'll, they'll be going, well, what do you want about? So every club does go through yeah, this, of course. I think. To wrap up Accrington as a game, I, I feel this does need mentioning, but I want to state from the top: this is not to detract from Pompey's performance because Pompey's showing yesterday is up there with my favourite of the season. I would still put both Oxford games <laughs> above it, but yesterday it doesn't quite make my number one performance and here's why. Accrington, not as overall their season, but Accrington, the team, put in the worst 90-minute performance I've seen in any game involving Pompey this season. Maybe last season I have not seen For a minute 1 through 90 From 1 to 11 In every phase Of the play A team play As badly as Accrington And that's not to detract From Pompey Because the mentality Showed to go 2-0 up Straight away After the red card There were a couple Of Aki chances To end the half That Bazunu had to Claw away But who comes out The second half The stronger side Willing to get Straight back into it It's Pompey they did not give Accrington anything for free on Saturday, and that was amazing. But Accrington themselves were the worst single performance I've seen. Prior to that, I would have said the worst single 90-minute performance I've seen was us against Ipswich at home. And but Accrington plumbed the depths so far deeper than that. Their first touch, their passing. Mike, in the build-up to the third goal, we won the ball back in their half About 40 yards from their goal We switched it from left to right That's where we got the corner Before As we won that ball back George Hurst was appealing for a foul But as he was appealing for a foul He was still moving On a diagonal run towards the box Michael Nottingham Their centre back has got his back turned to play Arguing Trying to argue with George Hurst And George's like Yeah that's very cool mate But we're playing a game right now But Nottingham's arguing that Well you pull on my shirt The game's taking place behind yeah. him As he's fucking yeah. arguing so he's <laughs> miles out of uh, where he needs to be. Miles out of position. And then he's vacant for the corner as well. Accrington, sloped shoulders. They were absolutely woeful. I can see what? why Coleman kept them in the dressing room yeah. for one ages. One second, Jeff.
2: One second. If I was to say Mary Poppins, how would you sum up that game? What would you say?
3: Uh, go Ballistic. Uh, super go Ballistic. Akiyar Atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but John Coleman referenced the stats in his in his interview and he and he and he said Pompey had four shots on target. Yeah. We scored all four. Whereas Atkinson had well we had a total of eleven shots, four on target. They had twenty five shots in total, only six on target. Yeah, yeah. pot shots. Now yeah. Wait, let's poor, go this wind the clock back eight weeks, probably less. That was Pompey yeah. <laughs> we're, we're crying pom- out for
3: a Pompey side That's getting 20 Cali shots a game out of yeah. And again that That's not me detracting <laughs> from Pompey Because they took their chances They defended well No one ever got one-on-one with Bazunu. The yeah. closest they got was when Razer Longello Just screwed up his first touch And toe-poked it towards goal He went through two bodies And Bazunu claws it out Pompey never allowed Accrington inside It was always You operate in front of our back five or on the outside I thought we were brilliant But accrington The worst single performance I've seen all season What wasn't
2: brilliant and I can't believe We haven't mentioned it Was the Was it a red
3: card Jeff? Definitely Was it a red card right? I didn't need the replay Brenda
2: was it a red card? I just didn't need <laughs> I thought didn't you said the no replay there, Get out
3: I, No it, <laughs> How many times do you want To look at a red
1: card he's off again? off the floor That one foot, you don't Two, there, two foot yeah. There was plenty,
2: plenty of reasons wow. the referee could have <sighs> Given that red card And he and there was p-
1: malicious intent there. Yeah. Now we've talked about it before. Harness has got this, and I put it out on social media yesterday and said, "And there we see Harness's weakness. He, he he's got ability. We all know he's got ability. He's got what ten, eleven goals this season. Ten, I think. But, but he just has this, this little switch goes off in his head." And I, 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 can resonate with Marcus Harness because this is me in my Sunday League days. I'd get a little tap on the ankles, and the red mist would come down, and I wanted to chop that person in half. But he, you know, we we talked about before we started the podcast. Burton, he knelt on someone's neck after he got fouled. He's dropped someone to the floor before. I can't remember what game it was Cambridge was. away, Cambridge away league game. You know, he's he, he's just got this little little switch. Just goes. And and the the red mist comes down, and if he can eradicate that from his game, he'll it, be in the championship. Yeah. And that's the difference between good players and above average players.
2: I remember sitting up in the press box because I used to do the radio. By the way, Oh did you. Um, and plenty of times we've seen. I think you, you were even there with me, Ryan. And it, oh, it, I used to do radio as well. Yeah, did you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> did you uh, what was that? Were you on Express FM? I was. Uh, oh, yeah. what, did you know that, Jeff?
1: <laughs> I done the football hour.
2: Oh, <laughs> Jeff used to be on the radio as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the amount of times we we'd see Harness lose the ball or be tackled and not get the decision, and within still within 10, 15 seconds he's still fuming, and he just chops someone down. And we've seen it. And I, I'm honestly, I'm I'm actually surprised that that is his first did, career did record.
1: And in, in the playoff game against Oxford at Fat the, Park, in front well. of the South yeah. Stand. Yep, yeah, yeah. Exactly that that Cambridge authority. away
3: game. Where he where he stood on the right back's but, neck, but and it was that, I was in the right hand side of the away stand at Cambridge. So this happens in front of me. That is, and, his, I, and I've gone. You are so lucky not to be sent his off. His
2: first red card. That was. He's, he's got and away that with really a few. Surprises me. And the the, the fact is that well, happens. Maybe learn from it. Yeah, hopefully that's that's a, that that happens really in negative. front
3: of the north lower towards the Milton end. I'm halfway up the back of the Fratton end. I didn't need a replay. No, <laughs> no. it's no. and. Considering that he will miss three games for that Because we won't bother appealing it Because no, it's a red card Including the 70 minutes he misses It's 340 minutes of football he misses For that reckless petulance And considering that we've got Really big games coming up We've got injuries yeah. Fortunately, Ronan Curtis is coming back From his two games suspension He was loving
1: it in the South Stand on, on Saturday, Saturday Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah He was loving it But... Uh, Harness What are you doing yeah, Remember oh. you were
3: saying to,
2: About the Joe Morale tackle That does it warrant Missing this amount Of minutes of football It doesn't I mean uh, This one Absolutely it does You know it's, oh,
1: Hopefully you will it learn was, it, I
2: know, he, Hopefully you will yeah. learn from it I think yeah We all yeah. Want, like, yeah. People cut, like, are, people are trying To is.
3: explain away The red card Because there wasn't Much contact nah. Doesn't matter The intent intent. The intent to do him there Which is why also I feel that Harry Pell Was lucky to stay on the pitch Start the second half He swipes out Louis Thompson from behind The only reason Pell gets a yellow Instead of a red Is that Thompson Somehow senses this coming He somehow knows That Pell's going to To put him in the south stand He jumps out of it now, everyone, if you think that Pell challenge is not a red card, I urge you to go back because Johnson gets a good three, four foot off the ground by the time that tackle comes in. It means the impact on his ankles isn't too much. I want you to watch that challenge again and imagine if Thompson's feet are planted. He is in trouble. He is in trouble if he's on the deck when that challenge comes in. Pell should have been off for that. Yeah, Because but, the ball had gone. There's, I think the the moment you do not intend to play a football, you should be off the pitch. A Josh Veller at Shrewsbury. Luke That's what Curtis I was just about in to say. the fucking soul.
1: There was no difference. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah exactly. Okay, the, the, you know, Josh Veller has taken a 20 metre run at, uh, at Curtis, but it's still the same type of tackle. It's from behind, off the floor, intent to injure a player. I mean, what
2: was Pell doing? He was on the pitch for a minute. Yeah, he'd
3: come on as a half time sub.
2: Look at me, I'm a hero. Um, no you're not You're a knob um, But apart from that That was the only really <laughs> Negative of the game it I know Ryan Obviously spoke about
3: Accrington's performance But all but round A good yeah, day for, Again good day that for doesn't Pompey. Detract from what we did On the no. day It was just an observation and, That and I, I can't Like Even when we beat Doncaster They were good in the First half Doncaster yeah. Across 90 minutes though I'd not seen Yeah I'd not seen it Get as bad as that For an entire team S- Some more positives To take from that I, I thought
2: Mingy played well When he came on yeah. Uh, I thought he was unlucky. Not that it was a audacious effort, but I thought he looked. He looked like he. You wouldn't think he'd missed half what, a season, half a season out injured. He looked,
1: looked fairly comfortable. Well, he's been playing he? at Maidenhead, wasn't he? Maidenhead, I head, mean, for yeah. Pompey, that's what I yeah, mean. He hasn't yeah, played.
2: He hasn't played with the team, and he looks comfortable. He looked like he knew what he was doing, and he knew where he needed to be. I think we got a player on our hands there. If we can keep him fit,
1: keep him fit. He's definitely, you know, he's definitely one for the future, um, and and that's what. We, we always say we want to give the, the, the youth a chance, but it's got to be in the right conditions. Being 4-0 up are the right conditions. Yeah. You know, we talked about, I can't remember what game it was, we were winning comfortably, 10 minutes to go, and, and we were thinking Durrett White would come on, and yet he brings Conor on t- into midfield. Yeah. And you know, like, you you're winning. Just, just put him in. It's
3: not a criticism by any means of Danny Cowley Because after the, uh, There is nothing You could criticise Cowley for In this particular week it, th- This has been as, as close to a perfect Week as it gets For Pompey The only thing That surprised me About yesterday Was that Mingi came on Instead of Duet White This is absolutely No offence To Jay Mingi I have no opinions On him either way Because I haven't Seen him play The only time he, I think he played In front of a Substantial crowd Was at the Haven't friendly uh, My partner was Essentially rounder Than me She was that Pregnant so I didn't go to that. So I've not, I've physically not seen Jay Minka kick a ball. So this is not an attraction on him. I was surprised that it was him that came on and not Jewett White. Because Jewett White, 17 years old, he's clearly an asset to this club and a de- one you can develop. I was surprised that you don't get him on for 15 minutes in pressure-free contest over grown men's football. Mm. That's And again, not criticism. That was just something I thought he may have been a more useful choice in terms of adapting to the game because Jay Mingy he's been at Charlton I believe he came from before he's played a bit <coughs> of non-league football with Maidenhead Jewett White however is severely lacking for, I know he's 17 but if he's on the bench mm. I think in a pressure-free situation I'd have liked to have seen him just slot in for the final 15 like Mingy did Yeah, but not a criticism it's just an observation a um, couple more observations from that game
2: and maybe a little bit previous as well first one Jeff uh at times it was well, a few people w- were worried and threatening that um Gavin Mazzini had gone down with a hamstring <laughs> injury again. <laughs> that was tactical. Is that pure shit housery? Tactical f- time-wasting I think it was yeah. There was a guy next to me Adamant He's like Oh my god We're going to lose him I was like Mate No this is genius
3: Every single player Bolted straight to Danny Cowley
2: t- I said straight away Mate There is nothing wrong With that guy And then ke- the the Bobby back at the, uh, the physio Was doing the old free- oh, Kicking the leg forward Yeah J-A, you're fine <laughs> Well the leg that <laughs>
3: The leg that he was working on Was different to the one That Bazuni went down Holding for exactly. a Exactly I noticed so that he, He's not getting a BAFTA For it I'll put it that it's way brilliant. But every, before the physio Come on Every Pompey player Come up to Cowley that is a post red card it's Let's have a group huddle And get our heads together
2: that I'm glad I've not Anyone that noticed that there's, all, there's a couple of I've noticed There's a couple of um, Signs that You know Like if Curtis goes down He smacks the floor He's absolutely
3: fine Yeah Trust he's, he's absolutely I worked yeah. that out The fact that ago. 60 seconds After Bizzouna was Stretching his leg, leg out He fucking wellied <laughs> one To the East e ferry Yeah but I yeah. think he's alright Right, right well,
2: That's that cleared up Secondly And I don't mean to Bring the mood down Marlon Romeo um, a lot of people have been talking about this he's not been the same player since Christmas what do you think has gone wrong there? Uh, is it, have you I, noticed I, it as well? because I have I
1: don't yeah his he, his performances have have dipped off he's still a solid 6 out of 10 yeah uh, maybe
2: I'm may- not going to criticise him I just noticed no, just, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, I just noticed I'm, it a lot on <laughs>
1: Sometimes Saturday. when you have such a meteoric start that when we had those three, four weeks off, it's, hu- it's hard to get back into your groove. And, 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 Joe
3: Morrell suffered from the same. Yeah. Post-Christmas, he was um, awful for quite a
1: while. And, and maybe he's got one eye on in the summer. Maybe the agent is already... Talking about a move I know Cardiff Interested It was Jordan Cross Reported that In the news The other day Maybe his mind Is elsewhere
2: My mind's Telling me no
3: <laughs> Good
1: grief oh, <laughs> almighty.
3: Uh,
2: Everyone else
3: Is saying no To that Liam
2: <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, it's, it's weird about
3: Romeo though Because there's a lot of energy to it's his like, game. He is present in every third of the pitch. You never see him. La- yeah. You, you never see him disappear in a game. You always see him in a defensive he set up phase. The first goal. In a transition phase, his end product has been largely crap recently yeah but as jeff just, just said he form. set up the first goal yeah. he makes the good run to the bar line. Yeah. that harness plays him into and he just drills the ball across the six yard box those types of balls you don't have to pick out a player's right foot you have to trust that your forward's going to make a right run and get ahead of his defender all you can do is lay the ball up and hope your guy wins yeah. a one-on-one he I, does I, that brilliantly and i Hurst actually, just slots it in i i rate the guy just it just dipped off a little bit for me but it's
2: not a. I'm just wondered if anyone else had noticed that's all because I've seen. I, that, I have noticed I've seen, it, and I've seen it on social media. People are saying all of a sudden, no, they won't, so they wouldn't sign him. But I, I, no, I
3: would sign him if we could. I think it'd be a great. I, player I'm still juries out sign. on Romeo. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not fully in the camp that we should go out and sign him purely because he is to me a player that is still a little bit hit and miss. I actually think that Denver Hume's somewhat similar at the moment Now Denver Hume's early in his days at Pompey But he has put in as many good performances As he's had stinkers so far If Hume was a low knee At this very early stage admittedly I wouldn't be too sure about him Romeo I'm just I'm a little bit on the fence Because I like the fact he's present in every third But you've got to be able to put the ball in the box Yeah, It's, it's no point getting up and down the pitch He probably travels more distance in a game than anyone else but to what end? Yeah. Good teams, they de- good teams deliver in the very final product. And that is where Romeo lacks for me. Nope. Now, he's still got a lot of time to prove me wrong because no one else has taken that wing-back spot off him. Freeman's still out injured. Harness has gone for three games now. He's still got a lot of time to take himself from, you know, juries out to the next level. But for me, it's all well and good being present in every third. It's all well and good getting up and down the field. But good teams deliver. And that's where his inconsistency sets in.
1: So I've I've, I've been thinking about this for a, a couple of weeks, and I don't know whether it's me just looking at it in a totally different way, you know. And I'm happy you guys would probably say, "Shut up, Jeff." Shut up, Jeff. But oh, he did it. Is it because <laughs> is it because his performances were particularly good when we were playing bad, or was he just the standout player? in those performances whereas now when all the other players are picking up their performances his performance hasn't really dipped that is his performance
2: shut up Jeff <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll give a coat
2: no do you know what I think you've just proved me right uh, wrong I think I, I actually agree with that I think yeah we were noticing a stand up performance from a shit run, you know, and shit performances. And I think, I think you're absolutely nailed on. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I agree with that.
3: Well, there have been elements of Romeo that have stood out. If you go back to the league game at Cambridge just after New Year, if he doesn't make that goal line block where he just thrusts his legs into yeah, the Yeah, but air, on Saturday. Uh, there, there are elements of Romeo's play where he pops up through the season with big moments. But these big moments are few and far between. But when they do arrive, they're stuck in your mind for a while. After that Cambridge game, the, the most notable highlight for me was that block from Romeo. And again, he sets up the pivotal first goal at the weekend. So these big moments, that's all I'm looking forward for more from Romeo. And People might say, oh, you're looking for him to be good all the time. That's greedy of you. Well, that's how teams get promoted, right? Good players do it for more games in a season than average teams. That, that's literally how football works. Yeah. I'm
2: happy. I'm happy to be uh, to be. Well, you you stunned me. Yeah, you, I agree. Totally agree. Um, right, we are 40 minutes in. Uh, not a lot to moan about this week, which is great. We're, I actually uh,
3: have something I want to address from last week. Yeah, no, i was just about to say. There's anything else on the on the agenda? Last week, I asked the question: Is there anything about this football club on a a fairly large level that is up to standard right now? Because not only the fans have mentioned it, you've even got. The club staff at whatever level saying the stadium should be beyond where it is right now. The playing squad is not quite up to standard as of a few weeks ago and training facilities. You've got players and managers talking about it. Cullen talking about the academy being miles away from where we want it to be. Which provoked my question, is there anything about this club right now that is actually good enough for the level that we are at? Across the week, I've come up with an answer to that. I would say the surface level staff at the club Now a lot of our staff are understaffed I wouldn't say there's enough Staff in the ticket office to deal with a club that has 15,000 people going to home games or One and a half thousand people going to away games But I know the staff at the ticket office do work hard Because I constantly hear examples of Staff getting in touch Being quick to respond with fans Helping them out I was on my way up to Shrewsbury with a mate of mine now, we're in Birmingham, I think, and she gets a phone call from her dad saying that he's left his match tickets for Shrewsbury at home. Now, we're in Birmingham. We're, we're, we're not that far from kickoff, but within 10 minutes, he's been able to phone someone at the ticket office. That someone's gotten contact with Shrewsbury and sorted out tickets being printed at their gaff. So I know that we've got a, a group of ticket people that they're understaffed, they're under supported by the people above them, but they do... They do yeoman's work to get things done for the actual fans The stewards, I, I, you know As a fan Radio, whatever I've always engaged with the stewards I see them helping people out They really care about helping people When all the ticket issues were going on They were trying to help everyone possible But they couldn't Because it's 20 minutes before kickoff And hundreds of fans have got issues And there weren't enough stewards And then I'd move on to the media guys our media guys are a really hard working bunch of folk they put some good content out there when we came back from oxford the other week i took one of the media guys back with me and dropped him home he's a pompey fan he was gutted about it but he got in my car he pulled his laptop out and he started working straight away and he worked the whole way home from oxford now i think a lot of levels through this club We don't support the surface level staff enough in terms of reinforcements or giving them the right tools to do the job. But I think the surface level staff of this club, ticket, stewards, catering, media, they all work hard for the people. And and we see this. I see this. I know these people. And I've seen them on what we would call business hours. My job's nine to five during the week. These people work outside of those hours. I know it. I see it. And I think they deserve a lot of credit. I would say, going to away games as well, I see a lot of staff at away games as well. And I've been to places where the staff aren't friendly and they don't care. I'm calling AFC Wimbledon out right now.
2: (laughs) We said it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw your
3: mouth go, (laughs) So I see staff at all levels of clubs, especially when I was in radio, because you see, you you walk through the main... I was on radio. But you walk through the main entrance of the club and you see the the behind-the-scenes machinations of every club. I would say our staff deserve a lot of credit for trying to do a job that they're not fully supported to do. So... In terms of that question I asked last week, that's the best answer I can no, give. Totally. And, I, and I, think it's a, I think it's a fair one.
2: He's absolutely spot on. And um, I see there's another attempt there to get a new job. But what's he wants a catering job, he wants a media job, he wants to work in the ticket office. Anything else you want to do? I don't want a
3: catering job, I just want the free food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I echo that, Jeff. Obviously, I have the, on the radio uh, and uh, obviously met all these guys and worked with them. And they do, they do a brilliant job and they, they go above and beyond um, to make sure we're... Or uh, supporting our club and and keeping up to date with what's happening. So yeah, I, I can't disagree that. I think at the time we were we weren't sort of looking at that. You know, we weren't looking that deep. where well, we were looking at just the obvious, yeah, we're looking obvious at the, things, the, the stuff that yeah. we
3: talk about more often. But I want to take that question seriously because I thought there has to be an element of this yeah. club that we can actually look at and go. Oh, that is good and yeah. I, I do think the, the everyday folk That work at this club They, they yeah. do put a shift in yeah. and Big shout out to Abdul
2: And all, and all the uh, exactly, stewards yeah. there. They're, they're a great bunch and everyone, yeah. and everyone All the media team They're a good bunch And the, um, Even the guys down at the ticket office so like, like you say They deal with a lot of shit
3: Yeah they and do <laughs> A yeah. lot of shit and I, and I was really impressed That at half twelve You've got people In the ticket office Phoning up the other club yeah. As the fans Are making the way up Going This ticket detail For this person Can yeah. you reprint now
2: yeah, February. you know, that
3: it wasn't a half talk. So it was an evening game, but it's because we went to crew a few days earlier and that, it's the same part yeah, of the world, yeah. and we've got all these bloody away games at once, and I'm tired. And just
2: <laughs> anything on your agenda this week, Jeff? Or we all? Oh, should heck? we go straight to our favourite uh, feature, dub and din of the week, which is brought to you, of course, by LumberjackSups. dot com. Cheers to Matt Hall for that. At LumberjackSups. dot com, you can get ten percent off if you. Use the code three lads. Uh, right, Dublin Din of the Week. We need to get a jingle made for this. Uh, dub and Din of the Week. Ryan,
1: take your out your day job.
2: <laughs> Is that your Macy? I, I used to be on the radio. That was my day job. Is that your
3: Macy Gray impression? <laughs> <laughs> Dublin Din of the Week. Have say goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dinner a lot, of the week. A lot of singing on this podcast today, isn't there? Go it? Go, Dinner the Week. There were several contenders coming out of Tuesday night.
1: Booy Car- number five of Acton.
3: Yeah Booing number five It was funny Who Didn't do anything wrong It was funny Uh, Jack Stevens For the Oxford goalkeeper From For wasting time From the 14th minute Who suddenly stopped When Sean Raggett equalised It's weird how these Little things work out The fan surely Uh, Yeah (laughs) Yeah Carl Robinson oh, For his thea- dick anyway. Theatrics Dick of, of theatrics uh, rolling the ball around Going to the roof oh, I did do nothing I swear I did do Actually I did do nothing I swear not. <laughs> oh, don't do that <laughs>
1: Fucking
3: hell Don't do Don't Yeah it's not one of ours Yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking
2: hell This is dangerous territory Don't do it However Dinner of the week Was settled
3: in the 20th minute Of yeah, the Pompey yeah. uh, pompey <laughs> game Marcus Harness
2: Oh well done Marcus I uh, just Yeah anybody disagree in the room no <laughs> that, that was as soon as it happened I said to the I said to the guy next to me probably thought what are you on about I said dinner of the week over there <laughs> yeah you can't can't there's no arguing that no arguing I mean that's probably the easiest one apart from the first week of the podcast that was the easiest dinner of the week we've had I think yeah yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: losing my car <laughs> quite, you quite can the wrong pub oh Jesus <laughs> yeah.
2: getting me lapsed up this is a great feature Matt, you've done a good job here sponsoring this feature because it's, uh, it's brilliant. But yeah, Marcus Harness, congratulations. You are Din of the
3: Week! Woo! Dub. Again, some contenders for this week because I wanted to go Oxford at first because they wasted enough time in the first half that allowed George <laughs> Hurst to make it 2-1 in the 47th minute. So I almost felt, oh, thanks for that, Oxford. Now I thought Sean Raggett because two goals in a week, he's led this team so consistent, uh, uh, consistently all year. He made a very rare error two minutes into the Oxford game where Marcus Brown just snaps his ankles completely and he's left just looking like a, a lost fish. But then he makes up for it with that, oh, it's a beautiful header. It really is one of my favourite headers just to see that. And then he scores on Saturday as well. But then I thought, actually, Sean's been consistent all season. He's still my clear... Uh, far away Leader for player of the season right now So I'm going to give it to a player Who has pulled himself out of the mire To change the narrative about him And have by a mile His best week in a Pompey shirt Is George Hurst Yeah. Definitely. Now again I'm still not entirely sold on signing Hurst next season And the reason is I need to I'm still not Entirely sold on whether or not He is an all round good player or an alright player in a good run of form now he's basically got 12 games to sway me either way fortunately I don't make the decisions that's Danny Cowley's job but either way the narrative about George Hurst entering October is entire in November is entirely different to the narrative about George Hurst now because October November you're talking well he's one of the players going back in January surely he's Gassner had me Miguel Aziz he has to go in January he's done brilliantly well to rewrite the narrative of actually going eh, we could actually end up signing this guy if he continues in this vein now for me there is the question of, is he a good player playing at a level now or is he an alright player playing beyond his normal self that for me is the one question but in ter- it, this has been by far his best week three goals via the head via the foot leading the line brilliantly he's faced up against some physical defenders he's wrestled them off he's brought the ball in he's Fed it off to players He's led the line This week Better than he has At any point In his Pompeo tenure And I think he's, he's earned A dub of the week
2: I can't argue that I literally cannot argue Any time um, Yeah Jeff
1: No I totally agree I, I, For me I think The reason One of the reasons Why we're seeing uh, Improved performances From Hurst Is because Probably in the back Of his mind He may have thought He would be sent back And I think By the Cowley Sticking with him And showing him that they've got faith and confidence in him. We're seeing this upturn in these performances. He's clearly a confidence player. Uh, and and for me That's why I think we're, we're, we're seeing the better part of him Yep Now
2: That's Dub and Din of the week Brought to you by Lumberjacksups.com <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually I think that might be A bit of a meme in itself Where every week We just add lib jingle <laughs> <laughs> The jingle is just A random jingle That's sitting there thinking What the bloody hell Are I
2: sponsored <laughs> this for
1: Maybe we should get an axe And Ryan in a lumberjack shirt chopping up wood or something yeah right
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give a mention uh, to a fan pompey fan living i'm just gonna double check where he's from uh he lives Paul in Smith? florida no he lives in florida and his name's kyle collings and he i recognize a, the name a very very generous bloke and he loves what we do and i've got to mention I'm, I'm, i don't know if he wants me to mention it or not but He's 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 donated to our podcast a couple of times now, and he's he's very generous. And we, Carl, we just want to say like we genuinely really appreciate it. And it thanks to your generosity. We can we can obviously with our sponsors as well. We can keep doing this for well years to come. So unlucky, Pompey fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blame Carl, no, don't no. But Carl, thank you very much, mate. Uh, really appreciate your generosity and everybody that has sponsored the podcast as well. Uh, it means we can keep getting rounds in and uh, bringing you Pompey chat. I've had a lot of people this week as well, Jeff. I'm Ryan. Um, I'm a DJ, by the way. Did you know that? How are you? Uh, I've been I've been approached a few times at the club recently, like well, over the last couple of weeks, which you might have seen on our social media. People saying how much they're loving it,
3: uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, a little tidbit on this: I was chatting to one of the stewards that I, when I walk up through the frat and concourse and up to my seat, I always have a quick chat of him. One because he listens to the podcast. Two, I've known him for years. And I was chatting to him walking up the stairs to my seat and some guy starts slapping me on the back going, free lads in the pub, in the pub. And he's going, love the podcast, mate, keep going. It's like, well, it's it's a really nice feeling. Like I yeah. started the day in the good companion of my family. I went down to staggeringly good to see some mates. And essentially and that's- you saw us
1: as well. Uh, well, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I saw my associates,
3: not quite mates, but but that's the thing. Like we're, we're as regular as it gets- we we call the ref for this and that. We get upset when Pompey lose conceded. We go way over the top with excitement when Pompey score and win. And before and after the game, we like a we like a beer with our mates and our family. We walk to the ground. We do the exact same things as Pompey fans. But we're getting stopped in grounds now, and we're getting stopped at. Yeah. You've been people coming up to you in the uh, pub. I've been stopped at Ferrum train station. Like, oh, I, 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 love, I love what you do. Like, I, I just get it's, stopped it's in really the, nice in the front we, are end. Just, <laughs> we are just. We are just three Pompey lads in fans. the pub we are just Pompey fans <laughs> and people seem to take a, an appreciation of it and no, it, we, we really it does put a smile it. on our faces
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great you know and i was joking saturday with you guys when i said it's great that people come up to us and say love the podcast love what you're doing but please if i'm going towards the toilets do not stop me because i've got to get rid of like three pints <laughs> of lago out of me unless you're helping him
3: this, I, i'm gonna tell this story uh, because you mentioned going to the toilet, there was there was one very odd moment when we lost two one to Sunderland. Uh, it was the midday kickoff there. Now driven up in the morning, walked up to the Hubble Telescope, the away end, walked back down after losing two <laughs> one, got my car and gone home. We've stopped at Donnington Services on the M one to get a bit of grub, halfway house type thing before we complete the drive home. The entire Pompey teams walked in, got off the coach, and I'm in the toilet. Joe Gallons come into the toilet. James Bolton pulled down, and they've all come in. I'm there at the Arinal. <laughs> Joe Gallan's has uh, gone to the Orinal as well. C. nots wearing a 1992 Goodman's retro shirt. And then he's, he's started his business, and he's apologised to me. And I've just gone, ah, you know, it's fine with Pompey fans, we'll be there next week. You know, not, I'm never going to stay away from games, it's just who I am. So that's apologise, just be better. And then I've walked out the toilet and I've gone, that's Pompey's assistant manager apologising to me with his knob in his hand. <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't really know what to do about you, it. You should have I, and said, I ain't talking about nobody's cocks. <laughs> I ain't talking about nobody's cocks.
1: I hope <laughs> I wasn't the only one listening to that story thinking he's pissed over your shoes.
3: De- definitely not that either, but it was just that small moment of realisation. I walked my knob trousers. Pompey's assistant manager has got his Corey in his hand going, I'm sorry, mate. And I was like, well, yeah, you're quite alright. I'm not going to shake hands on it. <laughs>
2: For, for the final part, then lads, uh, before we wrap up, we'll have a look at uh, just some reaction on uh, on Twitter. But before we do that, we of course, like I said at the start, we've got a uh, we've got a big Our fan, super fan, yeah, we've got a big uh, fan base here with us. We we're talking about how much support we get, and uh, really good turnout this week. Uh, Brendan has come down on his own. <laughs> good evening, boys. <laughs> Thank you for coming down, mate. Thank you for coming down. Um, yeah, what, what what what's your views on the week?
0: Oh, fantastic week, definitely. Fantastic week. Yeah, brilliant. Starting off uh, of beating Oxford, coming from behind as well. Oh, kinky. <laughs> I told you it was raunchy. Oh, I, raunchy. raunchy. I did say it was raunchy. raunchy. But yeah, it was a great game. And uh, obviously seeing Carl Robinson doing keepy-ups on the side of the pitch, taking the mick and uh, um, with me in the silence of the south stand, shouting down to him, Oh, he's a whining bitch, bitch is he? God. Oh, he hated it. And I hated it, it, it. Yeah. it. was nice to see the fans in the South Stand actually, like the lower, actually like giving him some sticks. I saw him to- turn around talking to him as well, which was uh, quite entertaining to watch.
1: Do, do you know they use his voice as uh, MI5 interrogation sound? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to um, to Oxford to do, uh, when I was on the radio, um, turned up and he, he couldn't get in the ground. Christ, he was moaning. I can't get in the fucking stadium, he was going... I don't know what that accent was, but
1: yeah, is he from? Is That's he from? Is he from a Australia? That guy don't bloody play four four two.
2: But no, o- overall, Brendan. Obviously, we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago we were on the something about the balls or whatever the ball it was. The dogs go off. Yeah, the, yeah, the dogs are off. Yeah.
0: Um, Bit of a bit of a change since then, isn't it? It's been a, it's been fairly fairly decent. Big turnaround, definitely. And we, and we did say, I think around the time that would be the catalyst for the turnaround of the season from that Oxford game, you know, down to ten men and the players working their socks off, and it was good to see. And and we've continued that ever since. Louis Thompson, wow, what a player! Yeah, God, strength to strength, you know. He, and he's like the image of watching his brother, but. You know, He's got the Thompson can... flopping in. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I the, mean, di- you... the diving school of Nathan Thompson. Feel
2: free to call my dad a cock for saying this, but he said to me that he believes if he didn't have the injury record he has, he
0: reckons Thompson could be playing in the Premier League. I was about the Premier League, but definitely in the top half of the championship, maybe well, getting in no- the Premier.
1: Norwich did sign him yeah. for, for a reason, didn't they? Yeah.
0: He has got some players. Still playing.
2: a cock, Dad. He doesn't. He doesn't listen. So I can call him. It. He doesn't have a bloody turn a bloody laptop on
0: or a phone. It, um, it, it was good, you know. And uh, the, the players worked their socks I, every both games, even at Stanley as well. Who yeah. were they? And um, just it was just so good. And Aiden O'Brien, what a breath of fresh air yeah. in a player running and running and you know. And he's got that quality that we that we've been lacking, you know, to to turn a game. And he's, the big smile on his face, even leaving the ground with his with his little daughter with him as well. Was that was a fantastic yeah, definitely see. definitely it was indeed. Um, I, I, obviously, going back to what Jeff was saying
2: at the start, I, I didn't quite catch your reaction when Jeff said it would go. You know, we're going to snatch that
0: sixth spot. Are you on the same boat? I, I could see it definitely. If, if we just keep this this run going, as Ryan said previously, that there's going to be a break up somewhere. We could see a couple of defeats in Ipswich and Plymouth. Hopefully, we don't touch wood. We keep this run going and and uh, and we. I exactly, remember actually You just season. reminded
2: me You were quite optimistic
0: On that last episode And we were just being like You know <gasps> Well I have, I have to be I think well, uh, uh, <Titanic> with, with, with the way my life goes I, I need to stay positive and, and think of the good things And the good side of things Yeah we might lose Game here and there But as long as you Sort of We keep this going Look Back to the In Paul Cook's day When, when we um, won the league On that, that last run in From the season And we just Didn't lose a game For so long And I think we won We lost one game In the last How many ever and I could see that happening now with this, the, tenet, the togetherness of the team and the way um, we're getting results. We, we, you know, we always say, we just need to batter a team, batter them, and then we'll go on a run. And that's happened. We've got two four nil. So Tom's buzzing off his head. 4-0 written all over Devin it. Definitely he's my mate, Tom. And we're, we're doing a great job at the moment. And um, I can see another 4-0 on Tuesday night, personally.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go. 4-0 four four written it. all over it. Score prediction, Jeff. What are you saying for Tuesday?
1: I'll go with a comfortable 2-0
3: Mr. Stilwell I think the game will go ahead (laughs) (laughs) I think it's not going to be Quite as easy a ride as we've made Oxford and Aki look Because We're undermanned a little bit We're going to have to rotate the side Crew will be clawing with Everything they can muster To try and stay up They were in that game against Wickham on Saturday For quite a long time and Wickham could be notoriously shitty. So I think we're in for a bit of a scrap Tuesday. But I do think we get across the line. Yeah.
2: Going back to what I was saying, obviously, before we spoke to Brendan, we are talking about reaction from the game on Saturday. We put a tweet out saying, thoughts on that one? Gav Jones, not enough Twitter characters to fit it all in. Show off. I can show off. Um, Harness, <laughs> silly boy. So glad to see hers kicking on after st- the stick he's received. Aidan O'Brien, Wow converted a workmate after just one game as he fell in love with the atmosphere north upper really that's what he says in the tweet Um, there you go Gav's happy Um, let's have some more uh, wow what a game it was great to see uh, we can play for 90 minutes of football again says uh, Lucy uh, on Twitter ref wasn't the best but what response to Harness sending off sign Aidan up now Hurst is turning things around every player today was class Uh, Best I've seen us play a full 90-minute game in a long time, especially seeing as we were down to 10. Togetherness really showed today, as well as individuals clearly progressing themselves. That's from Stephen Fisher, Lee Cook, a short band of brother's attitude at the minute. It's refreshed for the fans. Need to beat the teams above us or around us, and I'm quietly confident, to be honest. Um, Going back to Stephen's uh, point there, Ryan, about seeing a 90-minute performance.
3: (laughs) been one of my... Well we Uh, were were, Mottos for the season We've
2: seen 45 minute performances Plenty of times recently But not a 90 minute performance Until Did you say Oxford was a 90 minute
3: performance? Both Oxfords were 90 minutes Accrington was 90 minutes I thought we were going to get A 90 minute performance Out of Sunderland away Until the The second half We didn't show up Wickham away, 90 minutes, Lincoln away, 90 minutes, and Sunderland home. Yeah. So really, in in the course for a 34-game season that we've played to date, the 90-minute performances we've actually put in are few and far between. The promising sign is that three of those six 90-minute performances I have us at have transpired within the past month. Now again, this goes back to what I was saying about the... This being the purple patch of the season, at any point of the season we 're playing the best football we are all season right now. The weird element of that is we 've actually been conceding quite a few goals as well you know we, we conceded three at Oxford, three against Accrington two against Oxford, two against Chuck yeah, but overall i i 'm seeing one through ninety in i 'm seeing the potential for it more than I have been at any point in the season. You don't, you don't always have to be good in football You've just got to be there And to our credit we are uh, Getting uh, back to that
2: feeling of not fearing anyone in the division Particularly at Fratton Park Love the starting 11 today Very solid Curtis could come in for suspended harness And go again with it says Justin Danny Cole says harness his best performance in a long time T- uh, Team improved massively after he got sent off Cowley's got the tactics spot on 10 players uh, sorry 10 players all got 10 out of 10 faultless performances best in years a lot of people are saying I mean do you know what I said a few weeks ago that I went to the Charlton game and I said it to Cullen I just did not enjoy myself obviously the game was a shit result the atmosphere was dull the whole experience was just it wasn't great I I, I wanted to say this earlier on but my experience of Accrington all right, let's be honest, the halftime entertainment is still a little bit questionable. You know, there's work to do there. But apart from that, it, seeing the fan zone outside, I went and had a look for the kids. It, the general buzz around the place, it, it sort of, there's a bit of a spark going again. And I actually genuinely really enjoyed
3: myself on Saturday. Corner for the first of, time in a long time. Corner of the car park, because obviously <laughs> we've got that little kid zone that's opened up now. And people are going, oh, it's a bit minimalistic, isn't it? It's, just a, it's, just it's a better than thing. bloody nothing, isn't it? But at the corner of the car park where the Fratton and End turnstiles are by the North End car park, there's a little bit, there's a quite a large construction area going on and they're putting wooden boarding down. What for? Does that I, DJ stand? I reckon they might be putting in something there because that entire car park is gravel. But I see at the back I see in that construction area they're they're aligning wooden boarding to sort of form like a foundation there, I think we might actually. As pure speculation. I don't know anything about what that might be, but it's the first time that anything in that car park has been anything other than gravel. There has to be a reason for it. Well, so well. I think that we're, we may be putting something in place for later in the season slash next season.
2: Hi Andy, phone's just ringing. Was it Andy Cullen? Uh, yeah,
3: I'll DJ for you. Mate. Yeah,
2: see, so yeah, we're done. Set in stone. There we go.
3: I uh- do you know what I. I <laughs> On the back of that current interview, someone on the Pompey Forum uh, accused you of being begging for a job. Fuck off. Uh, and I was like... I said I'd it for free! I was like, okay, so, basically, you think someone's begging for a job despite the fact they're a Pompey fan willing to give up their free time to do something for free that benefits other Pompey fans. Yeah. This is where I think some people are so stuck in their ways that they will find a way to be negative about anything. Anything. Like yeah. We we try to provide a balance here We are positive about elements We're negative about certain elements We would like to do it with reason But the fact that someone's taken a DJ Who wants to DJ for Pompey fans free And, you know, give yourself more exposure as a DJ By DJing Pompey what, fans I don't, for even, free I don't even care to, about that it's To just, benefit the Pompey community on, on bucket, a match day It's on my bucket list exactly. i and, and you got essentially accused of being a pregnant I was like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Why do you have to turn everything into a negative? Oh, no. It's not the way life works.
2: I ain't playing your request, bastard. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, so pure speculation on what's happening in no, that it car might park might be, but it might be. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I have noticed that there have been subtle improvements to the match yeah. experience. The the little kid zone is a start. It's it's not great right now, but it's a start. Yeah. And then you've got the fact that you've got that north stand bathers that opens up to the car park at yeah. halftime you've got staggeringly good product now being sold in the victory lounge these yeah, Liam, little like things it. across the months when we head into next season for example they will add up to improve the matchday experience we're not asking for everything to be solved in one game but these tiny little things yeah. half a year down the road will add up to something you've, you've got to see what something works, that, you? That, yeah the sum of <clears throat> its parts Will be better than what Half, people are being as Half-time that was my only thing. Half-time entertainment. Look,
2: it was great. It was great for the kids taking penalties on the pitch. But it just felt,
3: ugh, come on, we could do so much. Yeah, you've here. got you've got like one under nine team a week stuffed in the Easily corner of the right. fat and then I'm taking penalties. Ideas here. If you are listening at the club, you you say
2: you you know you need to hear from the fans. And Cullen said that we don't know unless we hear from the fans.
3: A little five-a-side match. Something to be to, to watch And just think Oh that's fun That's cool Yeah Oh that's cool Cheers I reckon A Pompey content Create a five side match Us versus PO forecast 4-0 yeah. versus exactly. Blues views Look. You know Let's come on then. We're calling you out Look <laughs> I've got pins in my ankle I'm fat <laughs> You can go and goal. You can go and goal Jeff <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got two goalies <laughs>
2: Um
3: Dizzy it's Stick in the press box Dizzy the Stick Something
2: like that Look We'll volunteer we'll, All three you, of us yeah, will do other it clubs, like, no, we Other we have Sorry. No. Fan versus you fan can. Relay Before around the track Before anyone accuses me Of having a bloody fetish Of Dizzy Sticks I just want to I thought it was a good idea uh, You've got like <laughs> Other
3: clubs that do Chip and a skip Everyone loves seeing exactly. The skip get brought out That's Exactly That's one of the great things
2: yeah. That's how it, It's minimal cost
3: but Yeah that You have the fans Run a race around the pitch we're, And put the ball in the We used
1: to have all this In the 90s
3: yeah, we did. We did it have cost, a cost. Yeah. It will cost. Yeah. Fuck oh, off. Give away some tickets yeah. or something. You could do a half-time quiz. You know, uh, how many goals are Southampton down currently? Turns out it was four. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 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 hey.
0: Right,
2: it, it's just, and, and people will say, oh, health and safety. No, fuck off. Yeah. Come on. Bring your boots with you. Exactly. Look, we're half-time, not asking for- Half-time quiz on the We're scoreboard. not asking for chilies. or that. That would be good. Something. Cause yeah. I just stood there and I thought,
1: oh can, can we cut
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you do not speak for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, mate. No worries.
1: <laughs> I'm not, joking. We're
2: not asking for the world, like you know. We just want something
1: anything i i hold on i know why he wants cheerleaders he wants to get all david get on us and be in the center circle djing yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretending the cheerleaders the is he wants sorry. to be full dj
3: pretending like he's doing a lot of work but actually just press play on his spotify yeah sorry
2: don't 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 say that i'll get accused of um, belly rubbing <laughs> you beg uh you beggy <laughs> um but yeah um let's let's th- let's let's put some pressure on the right people we know who we need to contact uh things are definitely slowly getting better I mean I, like I said I, re- I really actually genuinely obviously the performance and the result was brilliant but the whole experience I just loved and even little things like and I know this is something that Danny Cowley and Nikki have sort of implied regardless of the result the walk around the pitch at the end and clapping everyone is brilliant we've been crying out for a bit of passion like that for years and that is a uh, that is brilliant I, I, and that's the first time I've actually been in the front end and experienced that and the fist bump to the crowd was brilliant and that Things like that, you know, the, the whole experience on, on Saturday, I just loved. I thought it was brilliant. Um, yeah, there you go. Should we end there? May as well. Should we go home and uh, look forward to episode sixteen, 16 next week? Are you sure, Jeff? Are you double checking? I,
1: f- I think it is. He
3: questions us every week, don't it does not he? He does.
1: You two just make <laughs> up as you go along.
3: Are we uh, just? You know, we haven't talked about. We've talked about the week ahead in terms of the the prospect of it. Are we? Are we going? Crew, Ippy,
1: uh, I'm I'm busy moving house this week. Oh, that's a tough one. No
3: excuse, Jeff. Really, I'm busy.
2: <laughs> I'm busy um, trying to get DJ gigs from football clubs. I
3: um, <laughs> I am going, and I just
2: oh, i want,
1: lot of I want you on <laughs> I <follow> Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs>
3: three games, a lot of travelling. Yeah, it's yeah, so a lot. Of it's, a lot of, it's a lot to do in seven days. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there oh, that, that's baby. a hard I that's just, a hard I don't mention <laughs> that on here there's <laughs> a hardcore element that have decided you know what let, let's pack up the car and the trains and uh, that's the other thing as well there's loads of train issues going on right now apparently there's a lot of stuff that's making it hard to get to Ipswich and everyone shrugged their shoulders to the tune of I think, think we have sold 1,800 tickets going on bloody going anyway so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing everyone a okay, tractor. <laughs> yeah see what I did there uh, <laughs> But safe travels,
2: Ryan, and uh, we will see you as long you. as the game goes ahead. The crew. Well, yeah. One more message to the crew, groundsman. Leave the sprinklers off. Thank you very much, and we'll see you for episode sixteen of three lads in the pub. Sports, social, podcast network.